Welcome to the Open House podcast site, available at openhousecommunity.com.au. This is the day when Australians, together with millions in other Commonwealth countries around the world, have stopped to remember this 11th day of November, Remembrance Day, Armistice Day, commemorating the formal end of hostilities in the Great War, World War I, at 11 o'clock on the 11th day of of the 11th month and we thought it important for us to remember as well here on open house as they say lest we forget and we remember along with one man in particular who knows more than most the cost of war Lazarus Louis served Australia in Afghanistan and was on his first tour of duty just on two years ago it's been a costly service indeed and for a number of reasons you're about to hear I'm so glad to say that Lazarus joins us now on open house Lazarus, welcome. Thanks, Lee. How are you? I'm fine, thanks. Thanks very much for sparing the time for us. Lazarus, can you describe to me what it feels like to receive the news of your first tour to a place like Afghanistan? Well, at first, uh, it was it was very daunting. It's a very scary place, and you always hear over the news how dangerous it actually is with um, past and recent deaths of uh, many soldiers. But I guess going in with that mindset that you've got that training and that fitness behind you, I guess that sort of alleviates that, that stress. Adrenaline as well? Maybe out in the field, the adrenaline does play a part, yes. Yes. Take us to the 28th of January last year, Lazarus. You were in Orizgan province in Afghanistan. Can you describe to us what you were doing and what then happened to you? It wasn't even six months into the tour and we were tasked to clear a suspected enemy caching area in Uruzgan province. For those of you that don't know what a cache is, that's an enemy storage point which is used to store weapons, munitions, which are used primarily for improvised explosive devices. So I carried out a search and I had stumbled across a cave and I'd radioed over for some help as a searching caves were generally done in pairs to provide cover. A work colleague ended up coming to my help but he straight up elected that I was the one to go down and search the cave I complied so as I entered the cave I I noticed that there were footprints and scuff marks on the bottom of the cave floor which indicated to me that someone had previously been here I actually had a close call a few days prior by stepping on a pressure plate ID during a mission so at the time I thought the thought of something bad happening was sort of an expectation in my mind so here I was searching and clearing a dark cave with a potential threat and I was thinking of the worst. I ended up reaching a point in the cave where I couldn't go any further simply due to mobility and I got this instinctual feeling that something was wrong. I didn't know what. I ended up halting the search and I remember going back to the cave entrance where my searching pair was waiting at the top. Now, I recall communicating with him and he ended up taking control of my weapon to provide cover which would give me the chance to climb out of the cave. At that exact point, I was visually fixated on the, the corner that I'd just come from, expecting someone to pop out, and I was basing that on the feeling that I got previously. So I was about to climb out, but all I remember is turning around and seeing my work colleague with the weapon. Unfortunately, at this point, he mishandled the rifle and lost control, and it fired twice in my direction. The first round struck me in the chest, and the second round ricocheted off the cable in front of me. I remember feeling... The initial shock, and I, and I stood there for a few seconds, and then I lost control of my legs. I stumbled back down, and I recall just laying there, still conscious, but not being able to move. Shot in the chest? Yeah. What do you remember of what then happened? I then remember being treated by the medic. They ended up placing me on a stretcher and pulling me out of the cave. 
they then carried me to the Black Hawk chopper that was waiting. I was loaded up and flown away to the closest field hospital. So you're still conscious? I was slipping in and out of consciousness at that point. And the pain? Well, the pain was excruciating at first. And as I was laying there, I just I felt my chest filling up with blood and it was really hard to breathe. So it was, it was quite scary as well. And you actually died twice? Yeah. My next memory was was waking up in the operating table. I didn't know where I was, so I freaked out. Yeah, apparently I did die. They had opened up your chest? Yeah. Well, I, I woke up on the operating table. I remember screaming, actually. I sat up and ripped out the nasal tubes, and I remember seeing the staff gather around me and pin me down. And they actually started cutting me open while I was still awake. What do you now know of what happened in that operation? I was operated in total three times, and apparently I went into cardiac arrest twice where they physically had to massage my heart back to life. I was declared clinically dead for five minutes or so. Um, I lost five litres of blood. To put that into perspective, it would take 20 blood donors to meet that transfusion, so I'm quite thankful. What happened over the coming weeks then, Lazarus? I was operated once um, in the Tarrant Field Hospital. I was supposed to be transferred through to Landstuhl German Hospital. However, I deteriorated during flight, so I was operated again in Kandahar. And the same thing happened when I was trying to do another transfer. They ended up stopping in Bagram again to operate the third time. And only then, once I had stabilised, they, they flew me down to, to Germany for two weeks where I was on intense life support. And then back to Australia? Then back to uh, Australia and St. Vincent's Hospital for a further two weeks. Tell me how you process an event like that and coming not so close to death but actually moving through that but then emerging. Well, it really takes your toll um, mentally. I'm still coming to terms with what actually happened and it's completely changed my life around. Sure. Have you ever contemplated your name, Lazarus, and what that says about quite literally making it back from the dead. Yeah, it's quite interesting, actually. I know. <laughs> yeah. Um, in a Christian sense, like, I regard my injury as sort of an eye-opener. In retrospect, I look back to the earlier years prior to the injury, and I remember just being led astray. I really got too wrapped up in material life, and to be honest, I neglected my faith. I grew up in a Christian family, but I personally never made any strong commitment to God compared to now. It's only been the last two years that I've really accepted a relationship with God through Christ. Why do you think that's happened now, Lazarus? Well, I've only just come to realise it was it was when I was placed in that vulnerable position as being severely injured and being unfairly treated. I guess it really opened my eyes to acknowledge that when all hope is lost, you have God's love that He expresses to you through those that are close to you and you have faith in knowing that God's there to help. I personally found by praying whenever I was emotionally distressed, giving thanks and acknowledgement to God through Christ, I was able to hold myself together and I noticed a sense of comfort and guidance. And you say your faith has deepened dramatically through this? No, oh, definitely. It's become quite clear in <laughs> the last two years. Uh, the odds have not really been in my favour with regard to the incident. The advantage that I've had is being blessed with the people that have been able to help and do the right thing. That's what's kept me strong. So on a day like today, Remembrance Day, what does that mean to you and how do you reflect on it? Remembrance Day is significant to me as I had 
two relatives that fought at Gallipoli and Kokoda, and so I also had three mates that have been killed in action in Afghanistan quite recently. Remembrance Day should be embraced by everyone. The sacrifice more or less secured the liberation of our country, and when I think about that, it makes me think about how close I was to being killed, and I would want people to remember me for the service that I provided. I'm sure they will tonight, mm. and be grateful for that. What do you say to your fellow Australians who live in so many ways at such a distance from experiences like this and the thousands of Australians serving our nation overseas? How should they be reflecting on a day like today? I think it's really impossible to express how grateful we should be. I think remembering the present and the past servicemen's lives that have served overseas, it should be something that we all, we all should hold very closely and just remember the sacrifice that fellow Australians have made to secure our country. Lazarus, give us a sense of how you see the future, both in terms of your work, but also, under God, your life ahead of you now. Well, basically, I'm going to go wherever God takes me, and I'm going to hold strong onto my faith and go wherever the road takes me. At the moment, I'm currently studying law at the University of Canberra, and I'm making those steps to move forward in life. What's the perspective, do you think, God has given you through this? Yeah, it's opened up a very vast picture, what, what true life actually means and what's beyond that. Lazarus, it's very courageous of you to come on and speak about this on such a day. And I'm so grateful indeed that you've done that and joined us on Open House. Thank you so much. Thank you very much, Lee. We hope you enjoyed this Open House podcast. Thanks to Christian Super and Real World Technology Solutions. To hear more from Open House, visit openhousecommunity.com.au.